Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Before we go, I want to take a moment to thank you, our viewers. It is an incredible honor to be sitting in this chair, and I feel the huge responsibility it carries. I also want to recognize all of the women, all of the people of color who've been pathfinders to make this moment possible, as well as all of the journalists who've mentored me along the way. When my colleague Andrea Mitchell applied for her first job at a news radio station in Philadelphia in 1967, she was told the newsroom was no place for a woman. Well, she talked them into hiring her for the overnight shift. I'm here because she and other fearless women never stopped fighting for their places in the newsroom. I'm also here as a grandmother, an angry granny, because we are subsidizing what is destroying us. We are in need of a very rapid movement out, phasing out with just transition, phasing out of coal oil and gas, and in my own country, Ireland, peat, turf. Uh, we need to do it with just transition for the workers who built up our economies. We mustn't forget that. But what we need to do is understand that there is a lot of money supporting denying the science. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 19th of September. Year of our Lord, 2019. Sorry. I have a panel that fell down. Knocked everything off the desk right when I started recording. And that's a nice little intro. I had to capture it via um, screen cap because the X, or what Twitter used to be, my downloader's not working. So I grabbed two there. The grannies, of course, was funny. And Kristen Welker, which is how we're going to start our show Kristen Welker, but before we play it, it's always good just to watch how the left are the fascists. And right off the bat, because she decided to do an interview with somebody else, and she got steamrolled, the left did not like it. Some of the replies off one I captured was, this Sunday, Chris wants to shut down the former President Trump. Anybody else plan to boycott this interview? I gagged when I heard a promo in which Welker addressed Trader as Mr. President. That's this lady right here. Next guy, never. This host will never be credible now because she brought on people that they don't like. Others. An interview with the insurrectionist planner and motivator is not worth watching. Meet the Press has taken the wrong step for the sake of ratings. It's great disservice to American democracy. Tim Russert 
will cringe in his grave. Tim Russert would actually say, good, because Chuck Todd would never do it. Bad call, already took you off the DVR. The patriotic bond. Uh, I didn't look this up. I'm going to in a second. So we boycotted Bud Light and Target for pushing the trans-testicle agenda, and the left called this intolerant snowflakes. Trump, the candidate who's leading the polls, getting airtime to discuss this campaign. They call it boycott, meet the press. Another one. The left is going full fascist over Trump appearing on Meet the Press. Incredible how fragile they are, terrified of not being able to censor him. Leftists have always been scared of different opinions. And I'm going to follow her, the patriotic blonde, even though she's a mega person. I'm not big on mega. RuPaul, RuPaul, Aaron Paul. He lost it. Here's Stephanie Rule. Today is the day beyond proud of Kristen Walker as she leads the Meet the Press team. Cannot express how amazing you are going to take this new role. Kristen Welker to President Trump. Mr. President, tell me what you see when you see your mugshot. Aaron Paul. Is it Trump's first network interview since leaving office or since he violently tried to overthrow the government? I certainly might. Trump on Meet the Press indicates he'll pardon insurrectionists. Note the complete lack of pushback here from Kristen Welker when Trump claims that a shred of evidence that Biden directed federal indictments against him. Of course he did. Come on, man. Do you think we're stupid? Of course he did. They don't want him to run because he's losing in the polls. I want you to stay focused on you. Tell me what you see when you look at your mugshot. Is Kristen Welker Trump's therapist? There are books written about how the election was rigged. Case closed. Trump on why he didn't send help to break up January 6th riding. Here's Trump steamrolling Kristen Walker on abortion. Rhonda Applebaum. Welker is demonstrating she's as bad, if not worse, than Chuck Todd, who also was weak and pathetic in his interview with Trump. Huh, let's look at how they interviewed Hillary Clinton. I could play that if you want me to. He asked one question about the emails. He looked down when he did it. This is Deadline. Deadline didn't like it either. Uh... Welker's Meet the Press debut, Donald Trump interview makes news, but sit-down highlights risk of showcasing a bulldozer of lies. So, let's see how the interview went. Roe v. Wade, for 52 years, people, including Democrats, wanted it to go back to states so that states could make the right. Roe v. Wade, I, I did something that nobody thought was possible, and Roe v. Wade was terminated, was put back to the states. Now, people, pro-lifers, have the right to negotiate for the first time. They had no rights at all. Because the radical people on this are really the people, the Democrats, that say after five months, six months, seven months, eight months, nine months, and even after birth, you're allowed to terminate the baby. Democrats aren't saying that. I just have to say, Democrats are not saying that. Does it bother you, though, that women say their lives are being put at risk? Do you feel you bear any responsibility? Because as you say, you are responsible it, for having Roe v. Wade over This is an issue that's been going on for a long time, and it's a very polarizing mm-hmm. issue. Because of what's been done, and because of the fact we brought it back to the states, we're going to have people come together on this issue. They're going to determine the time, because nobody wants to see five, six, seven, eight, nine months. Nobody wants to see abortions when you have a baby in the womb. I said with Hillary Clinton when we had the debate, I made a statement, rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month. 
You're allowed to do that, and you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Again, no one and, and is again, arguing listen, for that. That's look, not a part of anyone's uh, platform, look, Mr. President. The Democrats are able to kill the baby after birth. Let me talk to you. Nobody wants... Personally, I, I was kind of impressed by it. I mean, she is a, she's a libtard, but she did what you're supposed to do. It's meet the press. Even if you don't like the guy, even if you think he's an insurrect, all this stupid shit the left does... You still interview. It's Meet the Press. It is the premier news channel. Unlike the left, and if you're new to the show, I don't like Trump. I'm not mega. I hate him. I wish he wouldn't run. This is a land for anybody but Biden. I, I would vote for fucking anybody but Biden. I don't care how incompetent they are. I just don't know how I'm going to vote for Trump. Because I don't want to vote for Trump. I think he's a fucking nightmare. And we don't need Trump. We need something else. We need a non-prog president. Like bad. But I'll probably start watching Meet the Press now. Because it's clearly obvious. Um, she's going to do her job. We then have ABC's Carl falsely claims no Biden bribery evidence. Mace schools him. This was the other Sunday show. Going to play it. Was this premature uh, going all the way with an impeachment inquiry? I don't believe so. The facts are everywhere. There are text messages. There are emails. There are witnesses. There are whistleblowers. There are meetings. There are phone calls. There are dinners. And you can't say, hey, there's a little bit of smoke. We're not going to follow the fire. And the inquiry, my understanding is, as you said earlier, gives us expanded subpoena powers. I want the bank records of Joe Biden. All of that should be on the table to prove out the allegations in the SARS reports. We're talking about a significant sum of money. We are talking about bribery. And in the Constitution, I mean, Article 2, Section 4, I mean, that is no, the basis there, there's, for impeachment. There, there's no evidence of bribery. Uh, it, there are witnesses. I mean, there's the a, 1023 and, form. There are, um, you know. And, and, and you've been there, investigating. I mean, you're, you're on the oversight. There is evidence. But I mean, you can't say that there's no evidence There, when there is evidence. And quite frankly. There's no evidence it was the It was Biden. the fourth state. It was the media and journalists when Nixon was going down that helped do that investigation, helped bring down the president when uh, they when he broke the law. And, you know, you guys want to deny that there's evidence. It's everywhere. And right. it now, I'm not going to play any more sound bites that this week. It's clearly obvious they are going to lie their way to try to get him elected again. That's what they do. Um, I think the best way to actually define the era of media we're in, I'm going to play them back to back. You're going to hear a soundbite of MSNBC validating and saying how awesome it was for a Democratic woman to get her finger, get her asshole fingered and run for office. And then the most incredible soundbite I've ever heard that surmises what we've become as a media landscape since 2016. And yes, it's Mr. Potato. Kyle? I am going to nominate Susanna Gibson, uh, who ran or is running for a seat in the Virginia State House. And Okay, I'm going to guess none of us know who Susanna Gibson <laughs> are, because everyone went... 
Okay, okay. So educate us. Educate us. Okay, educate us. Educate us. Yes. Oh, Susanna, who is this woman? Susanna Gibson, it turns out, according to the Washington Post, that she and her husband, she's a Democrat, and this is the suburbs of Richmond, and this is a very important seat and a very important race coming up. It turns out that she and her husband uh, have sex and have had sex um, I wasn't and ready sold for this. their sexual activities for money online. And she, this was, she was outed for this, and her response was basically, leave me alone. Yeah. I am running, I care about the issues I care about, and what I do with my husband doesn't matter. And I thought that this- Good on you, Sue. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I took a very serious out. note of that no. story, uh, as did somebody I know very well who's gonna be watching this show, and we talked at length I, about it and said, man, way to go, look. Wait, 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 when you illegal. say that, you're almost like implying like you're looking for a side hustle after that. No, oh. no, no, right? He's like, so this is the challenge that every journalist in America is facing. Some might want to avoid it, might want to pretend it's not a problem, might want to pretend they figured it out. But it's an incredibly hard problem to solve. Uh, this torrent of lies uh, directed at an institution that's trying to get to the truth. And mm. Ari, that's why we need this kind of coverage all the time to try to figure out the best best path to being louder than the liars. That's our job. We are supposed mm. to be louder than the liars. Can you believe that? We have to be louder than the liars. Since 2016, Brian, the media said that Trump was an asset of Russia. They still say it, and it was disproven by the Mueller report. There's actual proof that Hillary was in Ukraine, not Trump. There's actual proof that Biden is taking money for foreign countries. There's actual proof that Biden interfered in Ukraine with a quid pro quo. There's actual proof that Biden told a foreign leader to fucking lie about how much the Taliban had taken over. Those are all truthful things. Those aren't made up. They're not right-wing craziness. You guys are the liars. Any way you cut it. I love this person here, so I'm gonna show a slide on it because it's it's uh it's my my verbiage. Circular logic, man. Journalists are the loudest and most prolific liars. The problem is back in the day you used to correct yourself. You no longer do that. You you just don't. Then, before we get into our first subject, um, here is Sisson. The Sisson kid, it, it, people are starting to worry about him because now there's articles. Electing Joe Biden 24 is the most single important thing we can do to save our democracy. Cheryl Abraham. Harry Sisson, you're championing a losing battle. If you aren't paying attention, his own party is wanting, warning on him, waning on him, sorry. And the impeachment approval amongst the Democrats is higher than the disapproval with 20% unsure. Dude, even left-stream, mainstream meeting are jumping ship. You're flogging a dead horse. And then, of course, you know, we're not 
technically a democracy or republic, but okay. Then we have this from Media Sun. Donald Trump, George Santos, Clarence Thomas, Ken Paxton. Time and again, the GOP remind us they cannot and will not hold their own to account. Ted Kennedy, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Eric Solwell, Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom, Bill de Blasio, Lori Lightfoot. I will run out of characters. Schiff. Wait, you don't know. You guys don't do anything. Then our first article. Did I grab this? I did. So... By the end of Twitter files, even if you were a lefty, it was clearly obvious that the left had used Twitter as their personal playground. They coordinated with the FBI, DOJ, the White House to suppress their opposition. It was pretty much a shit show. Everybody saw it. And so bad that Noel Roth was fired. So being that we have another election coming up and they don't want Trump to win, the New York Times... Gave him space. And I, I, it'd be a disservice. Let me see. Gotta find it. I hope I have it. Hold on a second. Piano. I meant to have this up, but it's always funner when I do this. No. Let me pause for a second. Okay, I think this will set the good mood. I have it on slowly in the background. Trump attacked me, then must did. It wasn't an accident. I'm trying to get into character. I'm a little bitch, a little gay bitch. And scene. When I worked at Twitter, I led the team that placed a fact-checking label on one of Donald Trump's tweets for the first time. Following the violence of January 6th, I helped make the call to ban his account from Twitter altogether. Nothing prepared me for what would happen next. Backed by fans on social media, Mr. Trump publicly attacked me two years later following his acquisition of Twitter. And after I resigned my role as company head of trust and safety because I was going to be fired, that's the same thing I can say. I say all the time the 511 company fired me. They actually didn't. I quit because they were going to fire me because the little bitch that I was too nice to wrote a bunch of lies and my boss hated me because I called him on his incompetency. But I digress and now my music's getting away from me. Elon Musk added fuel to the fire. I've lived with armed guards outside my home and have had to upend my family, go into hiding for months and repeatedly move. Even though there's no proof anybody's ever done anything to you. People on Twitter said mean things to you and you went to your safe space because you're a bitch, Noel Roth. This isn't a story I relish revisiting, but I've learned that what happened to me wasn't an accident. It wasn't just personal vindictiveness or cancel culture. It was strategy. One that affects not just targeting individuals like me, but all of us. And is rapidly changing what we see online. Are you fucking serious? 
The left have ruined people for liking dead lion photos. They were in the air. By the time they landed, they didn't have a job. And it was a business trip. You guys perfected utilizing cancel culture to silence anybody. You weren't canceled, dude. You were going to get fired because what you were doing was against the law. Private individuals from academic research to employees of tech companies are increasingly the targets of lawsuits, congressional hearings, and vicious online attacks. These efforts staged largely by the right are having their desired effect. Universities are cutting back on efforts to qualify abuse and misleading information spreading online. Social media companies are shying away from making the kind of difficult decisions my team did when we intervened against Mr. Trump's lies about the 2020 election. Actually, most of America, including lefties, believe those lies, so sorry for you. They're glad you stole the election. Platforms had finally begun taking these risks seriously only after the 2016 election. Now faced with the prospect of disproportionate attacks on their employees, companies seem increasingly reluctant to make controversial decisions, letting misinformation and abuse fester in order to avoid provoking public retaliations. Let's revisit facts. Hi, I'm Earth. After 2016, you realize that actually doing the right thing and talking about Hillary's emails made people go, Hey, she's a piece of fucking shit. And they didn't vote for her. So Google got together and said, hey, we're going to boycott all Republicans going forward. We're going to cook the algorithm so you can only get left-leaning comments. You're, you're only going to get the news we want you to get. And oh, by the way, we know we can change the electorate by 6 to 9%, and we're going to. And they've continued to do it. That That's that's not hype. Hold on a second, i got to take my sweater. I wanted to wear my new sweater. My wife bought this for me because it's a perfect little grandpa sweater. And I love grandpa sweaters. I always see myself as Tom Selleck in Blue Bloods, but I don't have a family. My son doesn't want to drive out here and visit us, and my daughter has disowned us, so I don't get to have the Sunday dinner. And I couldn't eat it anyway because of my stomach, but... I digress. The fact that media, the media and social media and the left realize they can rig elections, and they're going to. And if anything has been proven over the last couple months, it isn't just Trump. It's all of them. Remember, when it looked like DeSantis, DeSantis is a smarter threat to democracy. He's worse than Trump. Tim Scott isn't a real black guy. I mean, DeSantis didn't even talk about as a Latina. X, none of that stuff. Anyway. So, back to the sad music. I'm going to run out of sad music. My story starts with that fact-checked. In the spring of 2020, after years of internal debate, my team decided that Trump should apply a label to a tweet of then Mr. Trump that asserted that voting by mail is fraud-prone and that the coming election would be rigged. Get the facts about mail-in ballots, the label 
red. On May 27th, the morning after label up, the White House senior advisor, Kelly Conway, public identified me as the head of Twitter's Science Integrity Team. The next day, the New York Post put several of my tweets making fun of Mr. Trump and other Republicans on its cover, and I'd posted them years earlier when I was a student in a tiny social media following of mostly my friends and family. Now they were front page news. Later that day, Mr. Trump tweeted that I was a hater. Okay, so basically what you're saying is that as a lefty, your opinions prior to when you assume a job have nothing to do with it, but when righties say anything conservative, I mean, for fuck's sake, if I was to apply for a job, like this medicine actually starts working because they're going to start upping it because it's doing some things, but I'm still not great. I'd have to hide my Twitter because I do post anti-prog stuff. I wouldn't get a job at a prog company. You can be kill the police. A cab. That's fine. Chop off little kids' dicks. You're going to get a job. As we're about to go into our next subject, you show your pro-life. You're not getting a fucking job, dude. So you are a hater of conservatives. Legions of Twitter users, most of whom days prior had no idea who I was or my job entailed, began a campaign of online harassment and lasted months calling me for me to be fired, jailed, or killed. The volume of Twitter notification crashed my phone. Friends I hadn't heard from in years expressed their concern. On Instagram, old vacation photos and pictures of my dog were flooded with threatening comments and insults. A few commentators wildly misread the moment, used the opportunity to try to flirt with me. It was embarrassing and scared up to the moment no one outside of a few fairly niche circles had any idea who I was. Academic study social media call this context collapse. Things were posted on social media with one audience in mind might end up circulating to very different audience and unexpected and destructive results. In practice, it feels like your entire world has collapsed. Oh my God. The reality is you look at the world as digital digital. The greatest thing I ever did was a a major that I was friends with was so anti-Trump he attacked me and I said you know you can unfollow if you don't like my comments and he defriended me after my daughter disowned us because I stopped following her kill all cop shit because it was embarrassing and that I walked away from Twitter and it was a gr- or not Twitter but Facebook it was the greatest thing I ever did it was the best decision I ever did ever 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 sorry I had to get uh, water I was freaking <laughs> getting cotton mouth doing my theatrics okay uh, the timing of this campaign targeted me and my alleged bias suggests the attacks were part of a well-planned strategy how How is it a strategy? It came out online that you were in charge of Twitter and that you were a biased fucking hack. You were the reason why I got suspended twice for saying transgenderism is a mental illness called gender dysphoria and mentally regardless of what these people do to include horrendous surgeries to modify their body 
they they're not happy they're just not happy people it's been proven oh what the fuck happened hold on a sec i gotta get my damn ear two seconds let me pause okay that is the craziest thing ever somehow my bluetooth got shut off and i lost my mouse my earbud and I had to run to the basement and find a regular mouse because if your blue, you know, you can't turn your Bluetooth on without mouse. So anyway, where the fuck was I at? Um, let me hear what I said when I stopped. I'm I'm TikToking. All right, I got suspended twice. Yes. Okay, so they're not happy people is what I said, uh, which is true. They're just not happy people. But that was his policy. And it continued well past until finally they fired all the holdovers who started this, you know, everything was violent rhetoric. If you said, I don't even understand these pronouns, violent rhetoric, you had to be all in on what they wanted. And that started with him because he was a gay dude who was all in on this gay shit, shoving it down people's throat, thought it was great. But your past, your present has everything to do with how you do your job, dude. Because those are the rules you wrote. The left wrote these rules, and when they're used against them, Jesus Christ, they lose it. Okay, uh, pardon me, Chair. Rich Bond once described, maybe you just need to work the refs, repeatedly pressuring companies to think it twice before actions that could provoke a negative reaction. What happened to me was part of a calculated effort to make Twitter reluctant to moderate Mr. Trump of the future and to dissuade the companies from taking slimmer steps. Totally wrong, 100% wrong. The people, majority of the comments I saw about this incident had dick to do with Trump. It was normal people going, hey, hello, that's me. That's what you guys do to just normals. All of us are continually treated like dog shit because you fucking people demand us to be you. We have to be 100% in lockstep with what you guys think life is. So it had dick to do with Trump. Similar tactics are being deployed around the world to influence platform trust and safety efforts in India, blah, blah, blah. And we want to disclose a propaganda campaign operated branch of Indian military shop, Vladimir Putin. Oh, here we go. Uh, here goes his LGBT. The first installment of Twitter files came a month after I left the company and just days after I published a guest, a guest essay in the Times that spoke about my experience working for Mr. Musk. I couldn't help but feel that the company's actions were on some level retaliatory. The next week, Mr. Musk went further by taking a paragraph of my PhD dissertation out of context to basically claim that I condone pedophilia and conspiring trope commonly used by the far-right extremists and QAnon adherents to smear LGBTQ people okay musk promised he was going to do this he was going to release what the fuck went on because that's what people wanted that's what he saw as the most intelligent person walking on this planet right now that shit was fucked up 
and always linking it to Nazis, QAnon. That's all you guys have that anybody who's like, it goes back to the the the, the last little tinge thing I did at the end of the show, last podcast, but not because everybody disagrees with you doesn't make you a fucking mega. I'm not, I don't know shit about QAnon. But we got a segment today that we're going to go over that literally there's proof that fucking pedophilia and homosexuality go together. Boy Scouts, check it out. Goes through all the Twitter files. Let me just get to the bottom. The broader challenge here, and perhaps the inescapable one, is the essential human humanness of online trust and safety efforts. It isn't machine learning model and faceless algorithms buying key content moderation decisions. It's people. And people can be pressured, intimidated, threatened, extorted, standing up to injustice and authoritarianism and online harms requires employees who are willing to do that work. Few people could be expected to take a job doing so if the cost is their life or liberty. We all need to recognize the new reality and to plan accordingly. Well, the new reality is that it is clearly obvious that the left will use every form of coercion they can to win elections and they'll abuse every fucking institution we have starting with the DOJ third trimester abortions are much more common than assault rifle deaths I want to say this out of the discomfort about third trimester abortion, the Democrat insists that nobody supports allowing abortion up until birth. However, when asked if they believe that abortion should be legal at any stage of pregnancy, they will say no. The most common technique for trying to make the issue of third trimester abortions go away is to claim falsely that it's super rare. When late-term abortions come up in a GOP debate Wednesday night, liberal journalist Katie Curdy resorted to the assertion, worth noting that fewer than 1% of abortions occur in the third trimester. That makes it sound like there are almost no third trimester abortion, doesn't it? But there are many. The Guttenmeyer Institute, the research arm of the abortion giant Planned Parenthood, said it has documented 930,000 abortions per year in the recent year. If we take Kirk's 1%, that means 9,300 third trimester abortions. Kirk produced a deeply misleading documentary about guns and started lobbying for an assault weapons ban. I don't think she would say that assault weapon deaths are very rare, yet they are as many third trimester abortions in a weekend as there are assault weapons killing in a month. Actually, assault weapons are used very rare in murders. But the DOJ treats any attempt to stop abortions as a crime now. So, Four last year, 26 this year. They're going to put this lady in jail, a 74-year-old lady, for 11 years and fines up to $350,000 as they brag about three defendants convicted of federal civil rights conspiracy and freedom of access to clinic entrance, the FACE Act, for obstructing access to a reproductive health service. The defendants each face a maximum of 11 years of prison, three years of supervised release, and $350,000 in fines. Yet, you don't even charge Jane's revenge. There's all sorts of law. Biden DOJ punishes LD pro-life women for trying to stop abortion. 
both face jail time. So we're going to go back to this lady's picture, and I'm going to read a tweet thread. This is how I found it, because it wasn't in an article. Joan is known as the matriarch of a pro-life activism. For 50 years, she has peacefully protested the violence of abortion throughout sit-ins and rescue missions. She's been arrested over 200 times and spent more than six years in jail for peaceful activism. In 91, Joan married Chris Bell, the founder of Good Counseling Org, a ministry dedicated to helping homeless pregnant mothers find support, housing, and community. The couple has helped over 8,000 women find lasting solutions to their crisis. Like a bo- uh, adoption, for fuck's sake. Joan and Chris own a home and also a place of love for them. They have seven children, six of whom are adopted with special needs. This is who they're doing. I know we're not supposed to go back to the past, Mr. Now Roth. Almost a year ago, I was celebrating the overturning of Roe v. Wade with Joan at Live Action Life Award Gala, where she accepted an award for behalf of the Canadian activist Mary Wagner, who also spent two years in prison for her sidewalk counseling work, saving dozens of lives. Last week, this incredible woman was found guilty for the rescue action she took to save babies at the Washington Surgery Clinic run in late-term abortion cesarean Sagalano. She faced up to 11 years in jail. Late-term abortion cesarean Sagalano was caught on camera by Live Action undercover investigators in 2012, admitting that if babies were to survive an abortion facility, they wouldn't help them. This is how it sounds. Okay, so has it ever has it ever survived? After well, when, after when no, it comes out? Not, not here, no. Okay. No, it, it could. I mean, you know, if if some people go into labor, you know, prior to us, you know, when you do this, what we do is. We, we try and, and help the uh, cervix dilate, and some people will go into labor before we, we do the procedure, okay. and that can happen. Okay. You know, it's unusual. And then what, what do you... Usually at this point in your pregnancy, you it's, it's too early to survive usually. Okay. It will expire shortly after birth. But if it did, like what, what would happen? Like would I have to take it? home or like be responsible for I mean you know technically you know legally we would be uh, obligated to help it you know to survive but you know it, it probably wouldn't it's all in, in how vigorously you do things to help uh, a fetus survive at this point when you have okay. a pregnancy that's 23 24 weeks if you're you know extra if you if you do everything possible to help it survive you know, there's a maybe a 20 to 30 percent chance that it would survive. If you don't do anything, then you know the chances are much, much less. At the age of 74, Joan is facing up to a decade in prison for protesting the slaughter of babies old enough to survive outside the womb and a man who admitted on camera his willingness to commit infanticide. Remember, 22 weeks, 21 weeks, babies live now. In the face of injustice, Joseph simply stated, I'm humbled by the privilege to suffer imprisonment for little babies. She is in trouble of breaking the law, night being pro-birth, big difference between that and pro-life. Oh, and by the way, the Freedom of Access of Clinic Entrance Act is a federal law in the United States that was enacted in 1994. Its purpose is to, impre- is, um, to protect individuals 
access to reproductive health clinics and to ensure that they can exercise their right to obtain a provide rep- reproductive health service without the obstruction of intimidation. The FACE Act prohibits several types of illegal activities that interfere. The use of force or threat of force, it is illegal to use physical force, physical obstruction, property damage, Violation of the FACE Act result in both civil and criminal penalties. Civil penalties, those who violate the FACE Act can be sued in federal court by affected. The criminal penalties include violate the FACE. So with that being said, the most time you can get is 10 years, and that's criminally. So obviously what she did wasn't peaceful or protesting babies, right? There had to be more if she actually is getting 10 years. DOJ maintained that the three activists engaged in conspiracy to erect a blockade of an abortion clinic in Washington, D.C. The DOJ news release states. That, what I read, was from a leftist who jumped in the thread. Replies. This is the vilest evil and backward justice. Lord have mercy. You kind of get in prison if you break the law. I know. What a concept. Unreal. How is this possible? When you violate a law and commit a crime, you get these shiny bracelets with chains. All the left is like, this is the greatest thing ever because that's what they do. They have now realized we can co-opt the DOJ and push our far-left bullshit and get away with it. The FACE Act was after there was actually bombings and murder. We're talking people sitting on the fucking ground singing hymns or praying or getting jail time. But you burn down a city... You burn a cop car. You kill a guy in a pawn shop. You're just caught up in the moment. That's all that is. You're just caught up in the moment. He didn't really mean to do it. He was just caught up in the moment. This is how democracies end. This is how we lose our country. There has to be one law. You're either going to employ the law on all citizens or you're not going to. You can't allow lefties to burn cities down to face hundreds of fucking churches after Roe v. Wade. I mean, do I have to say the stats? 600 cops were injured. 36 were murdered. We have videos of them beating people on the ground and they killed them. None of those people went to jail. And if they did, they didn't get 10 years. We just had a guy run over a kid, a grown-ass man, because he feared him because he was an extreme conservative, and he got five years. He murdered him. Five years. She's getting 11. And if that isn't the worst, just so I can... Not get my blood pressure too high. I'm going to play some HUA videos. We're going into a military segment. And then the fucking stupidest thing I've fucking ever heard. And, and this is what you get. You want to play games, lefties? Play stupid games 
Lose F-35. U.S. military officials are trying to track down a missing F-35 fighter jet. I mean, they're asking the public for their help. They say it disappeared somewhere over South Carolina yesterday after the pilot ejected from the plane because of a mishap. NBC News Pentagon correspondent Courtney Cuby is following this story for us. Courtney, this, I mean, sounds just so bizarre. This is one of the most advanced jets in the world. How does it sort of just disappear? Yeah, it doesn't just sound bizarre. Frankly, Morgan, it, it is bizarre. So you have something, this this aircraft, the F-35, it's known for its stealth capabilities. And basically what that means is an adversary has a difficult time knowing where it's flying or even if it's flying in their airspace at any given time. But that being said, there's also very sophisticated communications or equipment that is a part of this F-35. So it should be able to communicate back with wherever it's, it's flying out of, wherever it, whether it's an aircraft tower or air control tower or the base that it flew out of, there should be a constant stream of communication. That's why this is so unusual. So as you said, a pilot was flying over South Carolina late yesterday when there was some sort of a mishap. The military is not telling us anything about that mis what that mishap may have been. The pilot was able to saf safely eject, uh, uh, eject from the aircraft, was taken to a hospital, but the aircraft, which may have been on some sort of an autopilot, kept flying. There's still no sign of it. It's important to point out, though, Morgan, it was flying near a couple of lakes. So that seems to be one of the theories here is that maybe... I saw this yesterday, and I said it to my brother and sister and army buddies. And just, are you fucking kidding me? Ask for help. Now, they found debris. But the pilot ejected. The seat has GPS. You have a transponder on it. I, I'm going to be a lefty on this. This is what you get when you do this. When this is priorities, you can be a dog, more concerned about religion. We, you know, we lose F-35s. They finally stood down the whole fleet because they have no idea why it broke. And then they found the debris, finally. But in looking for these, 
I go to military.com, and as I've been saying lately, um, it, it's everything is political now. Um, back in the day, military.com was like the soldiers they reported. It was just normal fucking no politics, good stories about soldiers. Well, now we're just all up in the dumb. Um, this, 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 a government shutdown. What government shutdown? What, what do you, what government shutdown? What are, what are you talking about? I, I. Why does every media believe they must be this? fucking biased why what 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 do we think we're going to get out of this do do we think we're going to get the left promoted or reelected or i mean what 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 do we think we're going to get out of this which brings me well, I'll finish the rest of it. I wasn't going to, but I guess I will now. There's Major Nori. Now, Major General Nori taking over Poland. I, I wanted to hit that because it's pretty fucking cool. Um, he's in charge of Poland. And that's the raider. We uh, got to see new pictures of it. And this motherfucker is going to be badass. It's actually the same size as the B-2, but it has way more capability and, and of course, upgraded um, stealth capability, which is pretty cool. So we're going to go into a quick little segment on crime. Uh, the first two videos we're going to see are videos of crime happening. The last video, the third one, is going to be videos, a video of what's coming towards us. And I'm putting it under crime because the reality is this is the greatest crime any POTUS has ever committed. How's it going? Do you live here? What's going on? Sit down. Sit, 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 sit. Sit, sit, sit. Sir. Can you sit down? I'll talk to you. Stop. Come on now. Sit. Come on now. Don't do this. Sit down. Why are you asking me do I live here? Do you live here? Yes or no? What's going on though? Charlie seven seven. No, back up. Stop. 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 Stop, man. 
And it's fucking unconscionable. There's one scene with the... Why did they beat the person up? They got what they wanted. That guy's going to get off with reduced sentence like we're doing. And that video, Griff Jenkins, they're, they're coming. They're coming. This gentleman right here... Um, let me see if I have the initial... Breaking per law enforcement, sources a L.A. County Sheriff deputy was ambushed and shot in the back of his head while in patrol car in Palmdale. An evening deputy take the hospital status unknown suspect or suspects. Outstanding per security video of the ambush shared with me by multiple law enforcement sources. A black car pulled up alongside the deputy's vehicle. Red lights. You can't see shots fired with the black vehicle then drives away. Deputy vehicle slowly rolls forward and then comes to a stop. Tragically, he died. It ties in rather nicely, if it can be nicely, into this article from WAPO saying because of January 6th, Democrats are having to pay for security. Not because they have wrought a total... Oh, shit. Here, I do it again. Hold on a second. Shit show of crime across our country because they want unlimited voting. That wouldn't have anything to do with it. Or the fact that we just drop off illegals without any screening. (laughs) The Dollar General. And these mass releases also taking place in Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector. We shot this video in Sierra Vista, Arizona yesterday afternoon. A Guatemalan family dropped off by Border Patrol in a Dollar Tree parking lot, just a random store parking lot. They didn't know where they were. They didn't know what to do. And the local sheriff out there says these mass street releases aren't fair to the community. They're not fair to the migrants. Take a listen. People come from all- What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Just released. We're, we're not even catching. We're just letting them come through the gate and see ya. Have a good time. Do you think some of them resort to crime? And then before we go to woke, I have to cover this. This is a uh, classic, classic, classic. Everybody now knows the COVID leak was the reason for COVID. NBC has reported it. This is Ben Collin. If anything, at all the points towards lab leak, it's printed in the scariest font in the biggest magazines in the country. It's the I told you so of some of the wrongest people in America who have had an axe to grind over losing influence and believing they're being silenced. Hobbies is right. I'm tired of people quietly sliding with these old blog guys pointing to relatively anecdotal evidence when the answer is we don't know. If you want to get mad at China, please do. They're an actual authoritarian speech suppressor, but be more careful. Somebody asked him, didn't Biden just get sued for silencing speech? I don't know. They still need COVID. For them to win, they need COVID. So, going to head into uh, 
woke section, and it's going to be a trailer for the new show that I watched yesterday of the Boy Scouts. And it, it's as horrible as you think it would be. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. I'm here to tell you that the organization is still not safe for boys and girls. I'm not gonna sit here and be quiet while I know kids are still at risk in scouting. Soon after the scouts were founded in 1908, the scouts realized they had a problem. They created what they called the red flag list, or perversion files. These files were so sensitive that the Boy Scouts did everything they could to make sure that they could not be seen by parents, by police, even by other scout leaders. So the instinctual move was to just make sure they buried it. They see that this is potentially problematic for them and their reputation. The Boy Scouts of America did not abuse these kids. We had some bad people that got in. Well, there's no way to profile them ahead of time and to identify people ahead of time. Like, that's bull. One of the things that they had in their marketing messaging is the Boy Scouts has a rigorous application and screening process. And it's not true. It has never been true. This is a human rights movement for children against one of the biggest offenders in the world. The Boy Scouts concluded that they were going to get inundated with claims. I was amazed at how big that number got. 82,000 victims, which is just my blood. The Boy Scouts knew historically about the problem. The length that certain people were going to to try and get you to shut up got me the angriest. What I'm hoping is that no child will ever be hurt again the way I was. But what happened to me just took something away. There was a lot of red flags that should have been caught. If anybody ought to be carrying shame, it's the Boy Scouts of America. I don't care if I bring the whole temple down. So in researching this, this all started in 2012. All right, we got the perversion list. And then by 2019, we realize it's way worse than it ever was. 88,000 kids, 3,000 main names. This is CNN. There's 88,000 now. It is fucking horrible. Even the New York Times, the perversion files, they knew it was happening. If you search this story, you you don't find any linkage to what it is. This is homosexual pedophilia. That's what it is. These are little boys and they were preyed upon by homosexual men. Some heterosexual, but you're fucking little boys. You're a homosexual. 
but the majority were homosexuals. All sorts of studies come up with that data. Homosexuals could not actually be considered child molesters, said Judah Rice, president of the Institute of Media Education in Suburbia. But with 17 to 24% of boys being used by age 18, nearly as many as 25% of the girls, there's a cause for concern. Since heterosexuals outnumber the homosexual population about 44 to 1, as a group of incident homosexual molesting children is up to 40 times greater than hetero. And a story that aired on April 1st in this article is from 2001 when we could still talk about this. 60 Minutes also questions its validity after California Congressman Dan Robichar called the prohibition common sense reporter Leslie Stahl remarked that common sense turned out to be a myth and ran some bogus facts. So it comes out in 2012. This by Petula Dvorak is in the Washington Post. I can show you hundreds of other ones. They know little boys are being molested by men, but their cause is more important. And then this resurface. You remember that you've been with the show a long time. I covered this. Regenison study was harsh. You can't find the tables anymore. They've been scrubbed from the internet. In this article, the only part is the majority will be getting public assistance. They don't go into the parts where majority will be have sexual molestation, will have um, higher higher cases of drug use, jail time, all that. None of that's in here. Because we've scrubbed it. But I thought it was very interesting that even when we know little boys are getting molested, they still push to have more homosexual men run Boy Scouts. And once again, I... I know not all homosexual or pedophiles, I'm not saying that, but the statistics show they're 40 times more. And with 88,000 boys sexually molested by the Boy Scouts, the most important thing the left could do was push for more gay pack leaders. That's, that's fucking nice. So, um... <clears throat> The next is a hearing this week, and once again, it is along the same line of perversion and the left. So we're going to start with Dick Durbin saying, No one is advocating for sexually explicit content to be available in elementary school libraries. Then Senator Kennedy reading these books that the Dems don't want banned. I am Eloise. I am six. No one is advocating for sexually explicit content to be available in an elementary school library or a children's section of a library. That's a distraction from the real challenge. I am Eloise. I am six. Our discussion that we've been having, but 
for me, it's a little too conceptual or, I don't know, metaphysical or theological or whatever you want to call it. I want to try to understand what you're asking us to do. Let's take two books that have been much discussed. Um, the first one is called All Boys Aren't Blue. And I will quote from it. I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And I began to slide into him from behind. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated. He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. This was my ass. And I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. He got on top and slowly inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. Close quote. All boys aren't blue. The second is a, a, another much discussed book. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Gender Queer. Okay. Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote, I got a new strap-on strap harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me. End quote. Now, Mr. Secretary, what are you asking us to do? Are you suggesting that only librarians should decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available to kids? Is that what you're saying? No. Tell me what you're saying. Well, uh, first of all, th there's this. Don't give me a speech. Tell me what you're asking will, me to do. With all due respect, Senator, and, uh, the words you spoke are disturbing, especially coming out of your mouth is very disturbing. But I would, I would also tell you that we're not advocating for kids to read porn, to Senator Booker's what point. What are you advocating for? We are advocating for parents, random parents, not to have the ability, under the guise of keeping kids safe, to try and challenge the world view of every single manner on these issues. You're getting conceptual game. I'm what not getting conceptual. Well, I'm yes, saying you that are. Yes, you are. Because you, you, I want to know what you're recommending. It sounds to me like what some of you are saying the librarians should decide who gets to see that book. I'm saying when you're making, when individual parents are allowed to make a decision of what, where that line is and to kill a mockingbird, which involves a rape scene, should that book be pulled from our libraries? I think it becomes a slippery well, slope. I think you ought to think about it a little bit more before you come here. I've thought about if Senator. If you're going to propose something, you ought to be able in 30 seconds to be able to explain what Senator, you're asking us to do. Ms. Kelly, what do you understand? Well, let me skip you for a second. Mr. Um, Cameron, tell me what you're you're proposing. It's pronounced mix. Um, mix is that how you 
how would you like me to refer to you? Senator, your definition of sexual is synonymous with LGBTQ identity. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you to tell me you read those two excerpts. Gender Do queer. Do you think that, are you asking that only librarians and not parents have any say in whether minors can read those books? Is that what you're saying? Gender queer has never been in my school library, so it's never been banned. Well, suppose it was. Should it be up just to the librarian or should parents have a say? There should be facilitation of collaboration between students and parents. Should parents, parents have a educators. say? Parents should be working with students and educators to okay. be making decisions because right. students right. are. And who decides ultimately? The librarian or do you take a vote or who takes the vote? Book review committees in the community in my school district. You Perfect. want a committee to decide? There are committees. Okay. Well, I'm asking you, how do we decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available in the library? What, what would you, if you, were, if you were running things, what would you do? All Boys Aren't Blue, the scene you mentioned, is about sexual abuse. I know what it's about. It's not What erotic. would you do in terms of making the books available? Would you say anybody can see them, or they have to be in a special session? Students who do not read books like All Boys Aren't Blue cannot learn what is appropriate. I understand that. They cannot learn I understand, but none of you abuse. want to answer my question. You come here and you say censorship is bad, and of course it's bad. But the obvious response is, okay, you heard the books we're talking about. Okay, we're not talking about Catcher in the Rye. So tell me what you want, who gets to decide. And all I've heard is the librarians. And parents have nothing to do with it. And if that's your response, what planet did you just parachute in from? Parents, Senator. Or what country, more appropriately? This is not China. Parents, Senator, for all due respect, parents absolutely have a say. My parents were immigrants, came to this country. We never checked out books without our parents seeing what what books we were reading. They encourage us to Mr. read books. Mr. Secretary, I understand this is good for your politics back home. It's got nothing to do with I'm my not, politics. No, my bill is passed. Of course it does. My it bill every, is has everything to do with your I'm here, politics. I'm here to... But you came here with a problem, and I'm trying to understand the solution, and you don't have one. We solved the solution. Other than, we solved other than, the solution Other than Illinois. to tell us that if we don't agree with you, you're on the wrong, we'll be on the wrong side of history. We solved the problem in Illinois. We fixed it because we... Uh, how in the name of Zeus's ass crack can the left get away with this shit? How the fuck can they keep getting away from this shit? How? I don't even understand. It is perversion. Schools in Saskatchewan must obtain parental consent before using preferred names or pronouns of students who are under 16 years of age. Canada, it makes us look so fucking square. Their wokeness is next level wokeness. They see it, but this is literally a pro-trans educator. Trans women are women. Somehow, some way, in their heads, the most important thing they can do is start preying on children. Replies. Literally every white person is a racist to some degree. Racism benefits every white person, white privilege. Only white people can impose racist harm. White people cannot be victims of racism. Racism benefits to white people comes at non-white people's expense. 
Believe me, not biology. Believe me, not biology. All these things, the sky is green. I mean, they think they can say it over and over and over and over, but they can't. Then you get a study like this, which kind of blew me the fuck away. Um, What is your sexual orientation? Muslim, 85% straight. Protestant, 84. Catholicism, 83. Christian, 83. Hindu, 82. 78, 77. Jewish, 65. Buddhist, nothing, 62. Other, 56. Atheist, 55. Agnostic, 53. This is under U.S. college students varies tremendously by religion. More than 75% of most religious college students identify as straight. More than 45 of atheists do not. Replies. My four nieces ranging in the age of 18-25 are all lesbian or bisexual. They're raised in Christian homes, went to church regularly, and a couple went to private school. Their fathers are conservative. Their mothers more moderate, even liberal. We love them very much, but I wonder how four girls raised in that environment could be all lesbian or bisexual. In my opinion, it had to do with the peer pressure and what is normal at the time. But I'm also going to consider the norms that I grew up with have changed. No, it's the peer pressure. That is a boy. Male crowned homecoming queen beating out for the girls in Missouri High School. This is Kansas City, Missouri. Oak Park School. We've talked about it numerous times. It is part of the curriculum. They're shoving it down kids' faces. Just shoving it. You will. Believe what we believe. And it's so institutional. That's why the institutional racism and all this they talk about, I just fucking laugh. This is part of that interview we had last week with DeSantis. And the simple common sense concept that homosexuality, racism, climate change don't belong in math escapes our media. And I think most people of all different persuasions agree with with the stand we took. But I think it's also important to say, I've got people moving into Florida in record numbers. We are the number one fastest growing state, and we are the state with the most net domestic in migration. And that's people from all walks of life that are coming, and they're coming because the state is successful and they have an opportunity to get ahead. Most gay people say they knew they were gay since they were a kid but they know most of their life they were gay. But here's the, here's the question. Is, what does that have to do with math class or English class or history class? So well, should I'm not, they feel accepted in schools? Everyone should there should, be, to, everyone should, there be should tolerance be, Everyone should be accepted, 100%. First reply, hallelujah. I've been waiting for someone to bring this up. Forget the appropriateness of this stuff in school. Someone tell me, of course, it's relevant. How is it relevant to bring this up? Chris Chambers, it's got nothing to do with it. Great response to ridiculous far-left question. 
Good response. They're expecting a different response, I'm sure. Everyone wants to be accepted, but it's utter madness to imagine that such acceptance can or should be legislated into existence. Should there be acceptance of gays in school? Where are gays being denied admission to school? The lying media is shameless. What's a preposterous question? She embarrasses herself in that moment. Reporter is shameless. There are so many gay conservatives out there. You know they are accepted. They want what the rest of us want. Solid education. Stop pushing divisive rhetoric. Stop putting race, sex, etc. into everything. Here is the most absurd thing I'll ever fucking play. But today was my first day using the men's staff bathroom at school and it is so boring in there. The women have nice soap and plants and it smells kind of like a waterfall. I asked one of my colleagues about it and he said that's just the way that it is, that it's like boring to be a man. But guys, we don't have to accept that. I've been on the other side. There is another way. Colorless misery doesn't have to be a secondary sex characteristic. There's still time to make the little things delightful if you're only brave enough. A singular Glade plug-in is not going to make you a girl, I promise. See, that's the thing It's so fucking beautiful about this argument and just fucking cracks me the hell up as much as you want to say gender is malleable there are instincts that each sex has a woman is more nurturing a hundred times more than a man to a child it's just the way it is I loved my grandkids. I loved my puppies. I loved my kids. But when the chips were down, they went to their mom. Because mom is nurturing. Men don't care about smell. They don't care about how things look. They, They just don't care. My wife can ask me a million fucking times about a color. I will literally stare at her like, I... It's blue. The different shades. I I mean, I am colorblind, but blue. It doesn't matter to me. I pulled out a blanket that we had from years ago. She loved the blanket. It's very thick. It has beautiful applique. It looks like a Japanese cherry blossom. It was thick. It was great. When I got sick, we went to down because I'm always cold. I pulled it out. I washed it a couple times. Or I washed it and put a bunch of smell good because it was in the basement in a uh, waterproof bag, you know, one of those um, vacuum packs. But it still gets musty. Put it on the bed. It's comfortable. It's heavy. We don't need a quilt and a down blanket with an under blanket and a sheet anymore. You just need it. It's nice and warm. I said, I love it. She said, I love it, but it doesn't match. And I'm like, match what? It's a blanket. It doesn't... What is it supposed to match? Is Martha Stewart coming here? I mean, does it really fucking matter? I don't think it does. But to women, it does. But somehow, we're in this... Well... It's all made up. It's all malleable. And it's not. And then lastly, before we move on to some race stuff, you know, I've said it, if I said it a hundred times, I've said it a thousand times since I've been doing this podcast. For God's sake, the virtue signaling that parents get 
off this makes me question some of the decisions by the children. And we've had enough court cases to prove that judges, uh, law enforcement, DAs, defense attorneys, teachers, everybody is so in this cult, a real cult, not the Trump mega be build back better cults. I'm talking real cults of the LGBTQ EIEIO cosine of seven pound sign ampersand plus 75 dot dot other weird emojis crowd. Tell me who's more into this gender reveal. Child or the parents? What the actual fuck is that? You know, I've been accused, uh, my daughter accused us of um, not letting her be gay. Um, She's one of those people that she picks up every cause online and uh, goes batshit crazy over um, these causes and you know she even says she was punched in the face and um, her mom killed a hamster which wasn't true the cat ate the hamster and the mom pretended to take it outside and said she was gonna put it to sleep because it was but it was eaten that's that's what happened It, it wasn't she was a child. We were trying to protect her from the fact that her cat just killed her fucking hamster. Um, you know, my daughter's been married to three men. She uh, never was gay. She never talked about being gay. And if she was, I would have gave zero fucks. I don't care. I, I, I just don't care. You're my child. I love you. My son was gay. I wouldn't fucking care. But this gender stuff, I would care. Because I watched him do straight edge. I watched him do this. I watched him do that. And I was a kid. And I remember how fads and things were pushed. And everybody, you jumped on the bandwagon. And you became this. Or you believed this. Or from music. I mean, I think back to... Um, it was an interesting thing, and I know it's a it's a sidebar, but um, Taylor Swift. Look at Taylor Swift. She's thirty something, but she's sixteen. All her songs are still written like she's a child. There's one that hit um, my Amazon Music. It was uh, "Lover," and it's written like you were seventeen or eighteen. The lyrics. And if I was 17 or 18, I'd think it's a great song. 
But I constantly go, how could you listen to her? All her songs are the same. It's about a breakup. My life sucks. Boys suck. Blah, 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 blah. Well, we were searching YouTube and Madonna came up and I did a search of Portland, Oregon, 1985, Like a Virgin Tour. This guy went to it. This guy dressed up. This guy brought roses up to the stage and handed them to Madonna and touched her leg and lost it. She then threw the roses out into the crowd, which kind of sucked because it cost me $16. But the point is, um, I thought Madonna was awesome. She was the greatest performer ever. She sucked. Her music now, I can't even listen to it. It's just like, what the fuck was I thinking? Our first slow dance. Crazy for you. That song sucks. Like big time. But we still dance to it. Because it was our song. It was our first slow dance. And all of a sudden I got it. Well, Taylor Swift would be good. If I was a kid. Her songs resonate with kids. So it makes total sense. So the gender, I I would support the dressing, the name, I guess, but I wouldn't support medical treatment till they're 18. Or at least to a point that they're in high school and it's no longer a fad that they just went along with. You know, the Epoch Times just came out with an interesting documentary. We're going to watch it today and I'll do a review on the next show. But it it's not friendly to the left because it deals in facts. I am Eloise. I am six. Do you think you'd be happier as a boy? My mom would never allow it. That's abuse. Oh, you can't hear me cry. See my dreams all die. From where you're standing on your own. Anybody who's gone through this, it's the same thing. Sweetie, please. No, no. I need you to leave. Evie, no. Where are you getting this from? We're just masquerading. When did parents become enemy number one. This is all coming from the top, the major corporations, governments, politicians. You have a pipeline. It's also in the education system. So today we're going to talk a bit about genders. We are here to support you. I feel like I couldn't breathe. My aching body fell to the floor. I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of parents. Our stories are all the same. They told my parents if I wasn't allowed to transition, I would be at risk of suicide. This was a group where they basically gathered vulnerable children and taught them that it was us against them. Would you rather have a dead daughter or a living son? That question is asked over and over again, and therapists are trained to say that. destroyed my health. Looking back, it made me feel even more hopeless. And then I felt down, I felt tired, I felt exhausted. That half of my body shakes on its own uncontrollably. I'll never be the same. 
I was allowed to destroy my body. They never talk about how much harm is being caused. You know Joshua Blue Club? Mm -hmm. He says our closest family are often our worst enemies. It's separating kids from their parents. The state has decided that Evan should stay at a group home for now, for his safety. I miss you so much, Evie. Yeah. Leave him alone. Like, this is the it is fucking bullshit. This whole thing is bullshit, and it puts parents, you know, <clears throat> we're passing laws to say you're a horrible parent unless you geld your child or sterilize him. What the fuck? They're not your kid. That's being said, too. And we've already covered too many cases where the entire system is infected with this cult. It's just infected with them. And we have to, we have to back up as normals, non-progs, and go, no, they're my child. I'm not going to send him to re-education camp. I'm not going to do all that conversion. But we're not going to start cutting and sterilizing. They lie over and over. I say it a million times. Every time I picked up my wife's fucking hormone post-hysterectomy medicine, I got a lecture how it would damage my body. So you can't tell me this shit doesn't damage a child. You just can't. So, going to go to lighter fare and then come and close this puppy out. We got uh, Freedom Tunes, COVID's big comeback, New Mexico's brilliant gun law, and last but not least, Perv Hub fights age verification. Enjoy. Next guest is just great. He, he's returning to the public after a long hiatus. I want to welcome back SARS CoV 2! That's right, I'm back! It's so great. <laughs> it's so great to hear you're going on tour again. Uh, yes, well, there's nothing more rewarding than making people cough, and I've got some new material that I really think is going to kill. <laughs> that's great, that's great. Uh, so what kind of lockdown policies are you hoping to see? <laughs> How many unvaccinated Republicans do you think you're going to get? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm really not here to get political. Do you... what? <laughs> I'm trying to get to the pure essence of my craft lately and attack indiscriminately! <laughs> uh, I mean I... I'm going to get the people you don't like. Those are the ones who will get infected.
the heck was that? What? You don't want to get political? Fauci, ugh, I got into this business to make people cough, and now sometimes I don't even feel like I'm a real virus. I've become one of those political viruses. So what? So what? Every time I kill someone, it's, oh, look, the dumb anti-science Republican died, or, ha, ah, the Democrat got the jab seven times, and look where that got him. It's never COVID. The terrible and deadly plague has struck us once more. I tremble before thee, oh, invisible death. I'll never be like the greats. Ugh, this is how you've branded yourself. Get over it. Is it? The Republicans didn't believe I even existed, and the Democrats thought I wouldn't infect them if they were at their BLM rallies or got their jab. Yeah, politics helped me to go viral. It launched my career, but that's not what I asked for. I'm finished. The audience is tired of it. I'm tired of it. We need to move on. Are you forgetting who made you? You made nothing. I mutated myself in a bat. Oh, your bat story's as manufactured as everyone else's in this business. COVID? Or should I call you Guanzhong Bingdu? Where did you hear that name? A little bird flu told it to me. I could destroy you like a puppy in a science experiment. And if you stop serving my purposes, I will. Do we have an understanding? Or is that too political for you? But not after curfew, and not if you're protesting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Better listen to Fauci. for my unconstitutional new law. Hello. My name is Robert Hyde. Did you know some states are requiring age verification via photo ID to watch porn online? Whatever happened to privacy? <laughs> Cut! Janet, stop crying and show the goods! What are you, shy?! A photo ID. How could I, in good conscience, profit off of a model that requires somebody to show something so sensitive to complete strangers? Humans are creatures with dignity, after all. Hon, oh, you're gonna have to cut the crying out. It's a massive turnoff. First-timers. No one but a select few will ever see the ID. And sure, our viewers would technically be consenting to show it to us. But are we to believe a person's consent makes it okay to do anything to them? To take anything from them? Does nothing simply belong to a person, unmeant to be given away? Uh, hey, we did a slight rewrite for your next scene. Uh, here's the updated script. And is consent ever free, when something so important is on the line? Uh, I'm not comfortable with- You wanna get your f***ing rent paid, a**hole? Get back on set! 
So I will oppose age verification laws at all costs. And you should too, because there's nothing in the world more important to pornographers than showing this material to 12-year-olds. I mean, uh, privacy. Privacy, yeah. Protecting privacy. Action! What are they doing to each other? Nah, don't worry. He told me he's 18. Uh, yeah. My birthday was yesterday. Yes. That's some funny shit. <clears throat> so let's take it on to the ending. Here is Priceler. Once again, this is all because of the military. Abortion care is safe. Abortion care is normal. Abortion care is necessary. Abortion care is a human right. Abortion bans are rooted in white supremacy, perpetuate cycle of poverty, and put lives at risk. We must continue to leverage every tool available to affirm abortion care as a human right. That it is. Hear me out for just once measly second. Wouldn't white supremacists be in favor of abortion for non-whites? That is fucking... I, I, it's a... It's a black guy, too. Let me pop that up, because that is just fucking... That is fucking straight-ass fire. Just straight fucking fire. Boom! Oh, did I fuck up? I think I, I did the wrong number, didn't I? Oh, fuck. I did. Ah, shit. Here we go. Isn't that just fire? Good God, that's good shit right there. Other reply. Abortion bans rooted in white supremacy made no sense. Same with most white supremacy arguments. Black women have the highest abortion rate. Hispanic women next. White women the lowest. Wouldn't white supremacists want women of color? And that, that's fucking... Here's, here's motherfucking some more stats for you, which I know get totally in the way of people like her. I mean, it just blows up her rhythm, man. She's all about the fucking white supremacy. White supremacists are coming. They're coming to get you. They're coming to get you. Planned Parenthood family admits that its founder was horrific racist. And I... I, I oh, let me just put it up here. Margaret Sanger KKK photo. Boom. Gonna show it up. It's a fucking beautiful KKK photo. And and this one right here, they even tried to fact check .org that this was altered, is what they said. But it's not. That's Margaret Sanger. She's with the women of the white supremacist movement and they were for sterilizing black people because black people were bad. Mm, interesting. Students reported on a race uh, for a lesson on race. Can she trust them again? Mary Wood's school reprimanded for teaching a book by Tanichi Coates. Now she opens her bond with Students Can Survive South Carolina. And once again, I just want you to see this picture. Tell me this is about the kids um, because this is uh, DeWapo and in DeWapo they have her striking a pose 
like she is a, how do we say this, a superhero. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. <clears throat> Our next subject is JoJo, the paid troll over there on the X, which I thought she was leaving X because Musk is a horrible, horrible racist. And X was too full of hate and misinformation. That's what she said. Um, huh. The same Republicans maligning Virginia Democrat Susan Gibbons for engaging in a sex act with her husband in front of an online audience or defending Lauren Boebert for engaging in a sex act with a boyfriend in front of a real-life audience. This chick made it to third base in a theater where children were president. I like clowning the bow, but based on the video I saw, she got thrown out trying to slide into second. I won't validate it, but funny note. Oh, the morally righteous. Let me get this popped up so I can read it because it's really good. The morally righteous. What exactly makes the Democrats feel so superior? Oh, and by the way, third base meant something different 15 years ago. Have you guys changed that too? And my burning question is how a camera was so laser focused on those two seats in the dark. Hmm. I don't know what this is about, but I just think it's really funny that you're, you're going after a woman when you're supposed to be a big old feminazi. Hmm. Kind of, kind of interesting, to say the least. Next one is this is just this is how they do it. Uh, that's why I'm closing the show on it. They they this is how this is how they do it. Mm-mm, this is how they do it. EVs have reached the tipping point. If you zoom in, 5% of new car sales. They generally take over U.S. hesitation can hinder that. There is a theoretical magic tipping point for adoption of electric vehicle. Once somewhere between 5 and 10% of new car sales are all electric, some researchers say... Huge number of drivers will follow. They predict that electric car sales will then soar to 25 to 50% and eventually close to 80% of new sales. Early adopters who love shiny new technology will be replaced by mainstream consumers just looking for a good deal. So when you click researchers, a socio-technical transition perspective on positive tipping point and climate change mitigation, analysis, seven interacting feedback loops, and offshore wind and electric vehicle acceleration. And it's a paper written by far lefties. That's researchers. Last year, the United States finally passed the elusive mark. 5% all new cars sold the fourth quarter were fully electric. And earlier this year, all electric vehicles made up about 7% of new cars. They even have a couple graphics, and then I'm going to just hammer this motherfucker into submission and close the show. Regardless of how much they might cost, which type of vehicle would you rather own? Gas-powered, hybrid, does not plug in, fully electric, a plug-in hybrid, don't know, skipped. Boys and girls, why why would 5% of the cars last year 
be electric. Dun 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 the biggest seller of Dodge Ram vehicles and Jeep in this region is right in Clarksville, Tennessee, next to Fort Campbell. They still don't have new cars. They have a couple trucks, maybe a dozen trucks out there, but it's an empty parking lot. So, of course, it was 5% of sales. Tesla had their own chips. They could push the shit out. They had back orders. People didn't buy them. Other people bought them. It had nothing to do with people wanted to have a green car. They had to get a car. And they bought it. But what none of these articles and none of the expert researchers want to talk about is that since Biden took the White House, my electricity bill's gone up by 40 bucks because they're charging the shit out of non-hydroelectric, non-wind, non-solar, and I don't have any of that where I live. And if I converted after I pay $4,000 to $6,000 to get a rapid charger, because if you don't have a rapid charger, it will take 12 hours to charge your car overnight, even if you do moderate driving and some of the new ones are longer. I would pay more than I do for gas. As is right now, our gas budget is about $100 a month. We don't drive a lot. We go junking. But it, it's if we were working, that would be about the same amount. You know, We'd have to fill up every 10 days because we're taking longer trips than just the short ones to work. It would be well over $100. Well, and then once again, is the factor that I can't go anywhere. The infrastructure is just not there. Rapid chargers aren't there. If we didn't learn that media and lefty researchers, we should have seen the energy secretary at Granholm have to fucking cock block a baby in 100 degree weather. It's just not there. For most of the country, unless you live in a city. There's four chargers on four Campbells in random places that got shoved in there because they're going to do anything the Biden administration does because they need money. Never used. I've never... I used to be there early in the morning. I was there late at night. I've gone to doctor's appointments. I go there and walk two times a week. Never see anybody use them, and I drive past all of them as I go out. They're just sitting there. They are solar chargers. It has electric hookup, but it, it, it has a solar panel the size of my house. I mean, it's huge. It's like 20 feet long by about 15 feet wide sitting there above the charger. And that's not being used. It just where can I go? 
most of the rural driving I do, you can't find a charger. So I have 270 miles I can plan a trip, and then I got to be home. So for a rational person, that means I can go 100 miles one way, 100 miles back. That's it. I won't be able to charge when I'm there. I can't go cross-country. Even if I could, even with the rapid charger, it means I have to stop for one to two hours to fully charge to get the next one. And being that I've reported on it because I've researched on it and I went and talked to people at Tesla chargers, it doesn't even get you 100%. It gets you 90, 80, and then they haul ass. The only viable one is a Tesla because it has a computer that will get you there and it will make sure it's plotting your usage, and it will find you a charger in the middle of nowhere. But you have that special hookups to use it. And so you, if you get it in anybody else's, you're fucked. I mean, come on. We got to be better than this. We, we just got to be better than this. This is... This, this type of bias matches the type of bias I started the show with. We are, we are just making sure that we're taking the funnel of information that the internet brought us, which was huge. It gave you 360. You could find every fucking opinion on things. Everybody got to have an opinion. And we've taken it and taken it down to a six degrees. You get six degrees. That's it, man. It has to be six degrees separation from lefty ideology. Everybody has to have an electric car, except for us. We're not doing that. Nobody needs to fly, except for us. We're going to fly everywhere we go, even to green conferences. It is atrocious. It is just atrocious. Unacceptable. And how democracies fall apart. The FACE Act alone was made because people were getting killed by far, far right people. Two cases. Bombings. Now if you pray on a sidewalk, you go to jail for 11 years. You can burn down a church. You can kill a cop. You can defile a fucking federal building in Portland. You can blow up cop cars. That's just being caught up in the moment. We're not even going to report the real thing because it's the media who's doing the charge of, well, they were just caught up. And these are two students. The case in New York is just classic. Well, there wasn't a cop in the car. It doesn't really matter. You can take your SUV, which is the craziest thing. He's a lefty in a big SUV and run over a kid that you fear because... They're far right, far right extremist. A kid, unarmed, run them over. You get five years manslaughter. Do you remember what happened to people that ran the pickets with the left and the media and what NPR did? It, it turned out to be a black woman with her kids getting rat fucked and almost carjacked by a black mob in Louisville 
Then they changed the photo. And those charges were dropped because she was black. Had she been a white mom, real jail time. Not five years. I mean, you go back to Charlottesville, we didn't even report the truth on that. What the guy did was heinous, but he was getting hit with bricks by Antifa. He panicked. Then he did that. They were throwing bricks. We played it on the show. Nobody threw bricks, got charged. He's in jail for the rest of his life. He didn't purposely hit that person, but he went to jail, he went to jail for life. That's our standards now. And if you keep teetering, you know, you want to talk about a tipping point, a democracy will tip. Eventually, people are going to get done with this because the majority are not for any of this crap. The majority aren't for gilding kids. They're not for defiling churches. They're not for anything goes just because you're a certain race or demographic. And that includes allies. I mean, you look at the Wisconsin case, you look at every one of these shootings, you look at the cop cases... I mean, we are so fucking stupid biased, white Latino. I mean, that's far, 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 far left shit. That is like super left. And it flows right into the ecosphere and goes into our schools. And the moment you say no, The media gets less. That six degrees gets shut down to one degree. They won't even show it. And it's everywhere. They won't show Senator Kennedy. They won't show the videos. They won't show any of this. Because truth is kryptonite to the left. Facts are kryptonite. The very people running around saying that it's a hellscape of misinformation on X and truth social. We have to be louder than the liars, potato boy. They're the biggest liars. They're putting the most misinformation into the ecosphere. And the moment other people kick back and you start getting community notes, oh my God, they can't have that. So Potato Boy, nobody can access his site. He just posts it. Nobody can read it. Nobody can respond. Because truth would show what a fraud he is. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast here with the family and friends. Go to SoundCloud, Flyover Politic with the K, Rumble, 482467. Email me at FOP podcast at gmail.com we'll do our next show 23 september year of our lord 2023 unless we go someplace i don't know so either 23rd or the 24th disconnect from all your devices don't give the yeah yes tune into the next show as always thanks for listening take care every death is a tragedy y'all seven lives